Welcome to the Moonshots Podcast. It's episode 145. I'm your co-host, Mike Parsons. And as always, I'm joined by Mark Mindset. Pearson Freeland, good morning, Mark. Hey, good morning, Mike. If I'm Mark Mindset, you must be Mike Growth Mindset Parsons, because today we're digging back into an absolute favorite of ours, aren't we? We are. In fact, I think we've officially termed this a listener favorite up there with David Goggins, I might add. That's right. Listeners, thank you for continuing to demonstrate the power of this particular book. For us, it was huge and it's so pleasing to see such the value that it's providing for you guys. Today, Mike, in show 145, we're digging into Carol Dweck's Mindset, The New Psychology of Success, which, as you remember, Mike, is all about growth mindset. It is, and it's something that ties together a very unusual cast of people. Let me pitch you this, Mark. Steve Jobs, Walt Disney, Einstein, Oprah, Michael Jordan, the Beatles. What is the one concept that brings them all together? Well, I'm sure I had all of their posters on my wall when I was growing up, Mike. Is that what it connects them up? I think you need to go a little deeper into your mind. (laughs) I think it all comes down to experiences that decided where they would go in their life, a failure that then enabled them to demonstrate their own growth mindset. Yeah. So, so here it is. These people achieved great things, but it's not as elegant and as easy as you might think. In fact, it is through failing and learning from that failure, getting over yourself that they all achieved great things. Check this out, Mark. Disney, got fired from a newspaper for lacking imagination of all people, Mark. Can you believe it? That is nuts, isn't it? Absolutely did it stop hilarious. Him? Did it stop him? Absolutely not. No. How about this one? Oprah. She was demoted because uh, from her TV job because they said she's not for television. Of all people, Oprah. Like, check that out. Disney, no imagination. Oprah, not good for telly. What does that prove you if you if you have a mar- if you have a growth mindset, Mark? What do you think this means? I think it just demonstrates that the the failures or the things that people are getting pushed back by or held back by are not what define them. You know, Disney, he's one of the most original thinking um, creators out there. You know, we're still enjoying the films from the brand of Disney every day. And Oprah, I mean, come on, she is the queen of television. Am I right? That is absolutely right. So I think inside of this, what is so great about the work of Carol S. Dweck and her book Mindset is she She wrote the book. Her book really framed the success of people like we just talked about. And she put it into a formula that we can recreate. And she has some huge current day supporters, people such as Microsoft's CEO, Satya Nadella. You know, the point here is there's a formula. And Mark, we really love digging into it. But before we play all the clips, before we play the show, upon reflection, of the growth mindset pillars, the key ideas, which really resonated the most with you after we recorded our first show? I I think the idea that my potential, my individual unique potential is not yet known to me nor to others. So if there's a, a challenge or an obstacle that I face, it doesn't necessarily mean I've reached the end of my ability to learn and grow. There's always something else out there as long as I can challenge myself to go out and, and grow. Um, Mike, what, what really stood out to you? I think 
I mean, there's so much in, in a growth mindset. I mean, it's really hard to pick a favorite. I, I'm going to go with the fact that, um, you know, failing um, is such an important part of growth. Um, this idea that the hand we're dealt is only a starting point. I love the fact that if you're failing, then you're on the legitimate path to growth. You're on the right track rather than what so many of us, I think, become hostage to is the dread of failure, the dread of mistakes. But actually a growth mindset means that you embrace those and ask yourself, what did I learn and how might I do it better next time? And you don't get so hung up on the mistake and, the, and that terrible feeling. I think it's very liberating. And in particularly, if you're having a bit of a rough moment, go back to Carol's work, go back to this idea of a growth mindset and say, you know, well, this is good. If I'm failing, I'm obviously pushing myself, doing new things, and I can make the most of it if I learn. It was very encouraging and empowering as a book. And if anything, Mike, I might even say it was a relief. It was a relief to read these columns and mindsets and know that I'm in control of how I respond and react to things. Absolutely true. Well, I think we are ready to rock and roll. I think it's time to unleash a growth mindset. So let's jump in. Researcher and professor Carol Dweck uses the term mindset to describe the way people think about ability and talent. Dweck delineates between two different mindsets that exist on a continuum. The first is the fixed mindset, which suggests that your abilities are innate and unchangeable. The second is a growth mindset, which views it as something you can improve through practice. In a fixed mindset, you view failure as permanent, but with a growth mindset, you see failure as a chance to learn and even pivot. Those with a fixed mindset are more likely to view critical feedback as a personal attack, while those with a growth mindset will see it as a chance to improve, where they can develop new systems. With a fixed mindset, you're more likely to choose easier tasks and put in minimal effort. After all, if talent is fixed, why bother improving? Why even try? But with a growth mindset, you're more likely to embrace challenging tasks and work hard to improve. Those with a fixed mindset are likely to give up when they face an obstacle. Meanwhile, those with a growth mindset will view obstacles as a chance to experiment and solve problems. In a fixed mindset, the focus is on measurable accomplishments. But with a growth mindset, the focus is more on a journey of continual improvement. With a fixed mindset, you're less likely to take creative risks. But with a growth mindset, creative risks are simply a way to innovate and improve. Ultimately, your mindset influences everything from creative risk-taking to how you view feedback to whether or not you finish difficult tasks. And in the end, it's one of the greatest factors in determining whether or not you grow and improve in your abilities. Mm, mindset, mindset, mindset. It is something that is that can propel you. And you know, what strikes me is there are so many great stories of people that have not just accepted things as they are. Um, and you know, 
it just is. And you know what? I'm not going to try. I'm not going to have a growth mindset. What comes to mind are there are so many great stories. Like, um, for example, uh, Michael Jordan was actually cut from his high high school basketball team, if you can believe that. Um, Oprah got fired as a, oh, she wasn't fired. She was demoted as an anchor on a television show and went on to be the greatest television host of all time. Jordan, the greatest basketball player of all time. And all of us will remember Steve Jobs actually got failed from, uh, fired from Apple. If they didn't have the right mindset, that would have been the end of things, wouldn't it? Yeah, there's there's some great um, famous well-known household names who have gone through arguably failure or a real struggle. And they could have turned around and given up, but now we know them even more so, perhaps because they actually excelled or got better because they Mm. went through that particular challenge, right? Mm. Totally. And it just sets up like such an exciting world of possibilities when you say to yourself, okay, I might not know how to do this. I might have failed this time. But like Yako Willink said in our previous show, problems are opportunities. Or Zaha Hadid, these failures make me stronger. And this is at the, goes really to the essence of Carol Dweck's work mindset. This book really, um, for me, it opens up a world of infinite possibilities. It's such an abundant book because w- once you can truly see the world, as something you can continuously learn and grow from and that when you hit all the bumps along the way, you can just say, good. Do you remember in the Yako show when he said, uh, someone comes to him and says, look, we've really got a problem. And he, he says, good. Yeah. That's a growth mindset, <laughs> I, I, right? I can't there. get up. I've been fired. Good. I've, mm. I've, I've really hurt myself. Good. <laughs> yeah, mm. it's great. So, so this doesn't this, you know, as soon as you say that rather than, oh my God, I've got a problem. Oh, it's the worst. I can't believe it. Like you can almost, just as you flirt between that fixed and growth mindset, you can start to feel how empowering a, a growth mindset is and how it is a choice of ours. And how if you really embrace this, what's so exciting is we're going to learn today how there is a real difference between talent and skills and the role that this plays in success. But the best news of all for all of you listening is that you can embrace this mindset. You can do it yourself and we're going to show you how. But first, I think, Mark, it's time that we actually go to the author herself. Let's have a listen to Carol Dweck talking about how everyone can grow and it is within our grasp to fulfill our potential. All right, before we get into mindsets, uh, I want you to share what we've learned from what is now the widely discredited theory of uh, self-esteem and the self-esteem movement. In the 1990s, the self-esteem movement took over the world. Uh, We were told to tell everyone how fabulous, brilliant, talented, special they were all the time. This was gonna motivate them and boost their achievement. Instead, as you said, it was a complete disaster. It, was, it led to the acceptance of mediocrity. It didn't challenge people to fulfill their potential. And our research showed telling people they're smart actually backfires. 
it makes them afraid of challenges. It makes them uh, fold in the face of obstacles because they're worried, oh, does this not look smart? Am I not smart? The whole currency is built around smart. So what triggered your interest in, in going deeper and in, in researching how people are motivated and learn, and how did that lead to your definition of mindsets? I was always interested in why some people wilted in the face of failure, uh, shied away from challenges, when people who were no more talented or able were embracing challenges and thriving in the face of failure. Ultimately, this led to our discovery of the mindsets. And what we found was that some people believe their talents and abilities are just these fixed traits. You have a certain amount, and that's it. But other people believe talents and abilities can be developed through hard work, good strategies, good mentoring from others. Um, through years of work, we found that having a fixed mindset led you to be afraid of challenges that might unmask your deficiencies, made you withdraw in the face of difficulty because you felt stupid. You didn't want to feel stupid. You didn't want other people to think you were stupid. Whereas having this growth mindset, the idea that your abilities could be developed, made you think, why waste my time looking smart when I can be getting smarter? And I do that through taking on challenges. I do that through seeing, seeing them through. Now, growth mindset doesn't mean everyone's the same, that they don't differ in talent and abilities. It just means everyone can grow. Ooh, everyone can grow. I, I love the he, uh, some people wilting in the face of failure. I think that's a really mm -hmm. valuable um, build. And what you were saying in that first clip, Mike, around the uh, famous or well-known individuals who uh, faced failure and actually came out of it stronger, I think that's a good um, kind of analogy. A plant having failure uh, could either die away or actually get stronger. I think that's, that's a nice little connection that Carol made for us there as well. And what Carol's doing for us helpfully in that clip is really defining those two different mindsets for us, Mike. You know, fixed, mm. this idea of fear, withdrawal versus growth, which is all about development and, and taking on challenges. That's, that's the, the key takeaway here, isn't it? The key definitions that we need to bear in mind when we consider our mindsets and as we consider choosing which one we want to follow and which one we want to celebrate or nurture, yeah. Yeah. And I think what's also important that she raises is that self-esteem uh, mm. movement said differently. That's where every, everyone uh, gets a medal. There are only winners, no losers, but the true reality of life, the reason that self-esteem movement has, has really failed so much is some key ideas that Carol touched upon. One is like, why would you pretend to be great when you could be great? Mm. Like, why would you, why would you live in this falsehood? But secondly, you know, then you then you sort of almost live a lie where you say, oh, I'm doing really well, even though you're not. It's so disingenuous to yourself and the people around you. And I think it's really interesting that Ryan Holiday, for example, can bring a whole body of work uh, returning to stoicism, which is the opposite of the self-esteem movement, which is hard work, failure, grind it out, uh, play the long game, keep learning, keep growing. 
And you can see that. Could you imagine if the self-esteem movement had still been popular when COVID hit? I mean, the world would have fallen apart because we just wouldn't have had the backbone to the stamina Mm. to get through things. And I think the context for all of us is life is hard. That's the fact. So we've got to look to these tools, these mindsets, these models by which we can embrace that hardship, grow through it, and be like a Steve Jobs, like an Oprah, uh, like a Michael Jordan, who would just say, great, hard times, good. This is an opportunity. Like Yako Willing, like even Joe Rogan, embrace the discomfort. So I think what we're seeing now is the context by which we can make this shift. And I think it's a a super powerful, a super relevant model to be thinking about right now. As we come into 2021 and beyond, this is the time to say, all right, 2020 was pretty crazy, pretty hard. Let's make the most of that. Let's use that uh, to define our personal growth. Let's use that to build our skills. I mean, it sets the scene, doesn't it, Mark? It sets the scene uh, for exactly the next couple of clips that we're going to be getting into, Mike. And similar to uh, some of the names that you've just mentioned, as well as I'd want to add Tom Brady. He's another great example of somebody who, you know, almost faced in his mind, uh, you know, failure. You know, what number was he? 299, something like that? No, 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 no. Way more than that. (laughs) He was, if I remember... Oh, it was, uh, oh gosh. I know it was the fifth or sixth round, which is yeah. getting getting in the, in the back end of the draft. <laughs> he was right at the back end of the draft, the sixth round pick. And I think it was, looking at my notes. And, you know, again, he, he came out and look at where he is now. He chose mm. to nurture those, um, those skills, didn't he? And these next mm. couple of clips that we're going to get into uh, are really building on that. And... Mike, I I think it's fair to say, going back to that self-esteem comment, I think there was a natural assumption for a while that uh, people assumed, hey, I'm either good at it or I'm not. My neighbor or friend, he's really good at that. I'll never be as good as that. But the truth is that's quite a distracting and uh, quite limiting. Limiting, exactly. There you go. It's a limiting approach, isn't it? And what we've got next is actually... Again, a lovely household name, Mr. Will Smith, telling us a little bit about skills. And what I want to encourage as we listen to this is this reminder that not only are, um, as Carol was saying in that previous clip, everybody is able to go out and fulfill their potential, but really there's no shortcut. So this next clip that we're going to listen to is Will Smith's mindset and telling us a little bit about his, his attitude towards success. The separation of talent and skill is one of the, 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 the greatest misunderstood concepts for people who are trying to excel, who have dreams, that want to do things. Talent you have naturally. Skill is only developed by hours and hours and hours of beating on your craft. I've, I've never really viewed myself as particularly talented. Where I excel is ridiculous sickening work ethic you know while the other guy's sleeping i'm working while the other guy's eating 
I'm working. There's no easy way around it. No matter how talented you are, your talent is going to fail you if you're not skilled. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't study, if you don't work uh, really hard and dedicate yourself to being better every single day, mm -hmm. you'll never be able to communicate with, with people, with your artistry, the, the way that you want. So the only thing that I see that is distinctly different about me is I'm not afraid to die on a treadmill. You might have more talent than me, you might be smarter than me, but if we get on the treadmill together, <laughs> right, there's two things. You're getting off first, yeah. or I'm going to die. It's really that simple. It is really that simple. So, Mark, what we hear there is somebody in Mr. Will Smith who is defining their success as this continuous obsession with growth and self-improvement. He is just, he's not only going to work hard, but he's going to kind of, I would say, seek out growth and improvement continuously, even if it's just uh, like a fraction every day. Because he's working hard and he's seeking personal growth and improvement, he's not fixed. And I think, doesn't that just frame what Carol's work really discovered as the key to this thriving, abundant world of opportunity around you versus poor old me, I just don't have it in me. I mean, it's we're really starting to tear away that that sort of fixed mindset. We're going to, we're smashing it down and helping ourselves understand that there is just this abundant world of personal growth if you choose to find it. If you choose to find it and work hard at it, I think, you know, it would be very easy for, um, let's use Will Smith, uh, to make an excuse, you know, and say, ah, oh, there's somebody who's younger. There's somebody who's fitter. There's somebody who's motivated by money, whatever it might be. I think it'd be quite easy to fall into that category, wouldn't it? You know, similar to, mm. again, going back to the, to Tom Brady, where, he, as well as Will Smith, um, are sharing an alignment here within their mindset, within their growth mindset specifically. It's that need, or as you say, obsession to keep on grinding, to keep on pushing really, really hard to stay at the top of their game and never accept the current situation as, okay, well, this is it. And that's really the fixed concept, isn't it? The fixed mindset of, okay, well, I'm not going to run faster. I'm not going to run harder. I'm not going to work longer. Mm. I'm just going to allow the current success or the current failure to determine what it is that I'm doing. And I think that yes. was a nice little kip to kind of encourage us to keep on going out, pushing that boundary. Yeah. And uh, we've got another sort of Hollywood uh, legend, um, so to speak, who's got some thoughts for us, don't we, Mark? We do. This next clip, continuing that that same vibe, is if we've got Will Smith setting us up for mindset, obsession, the grind, the Yoko Willink, getting up at 4.30 every day to go out and be the best version, as well as The Rock. You know, he's another good example of somebody who's yeah. really uh, driving this, uh, this growth mindset. Uh, this next clip we've got is, well, what happens when you try and succeed, but things go wrong? What happens when 
you might be working really hard, but for some reason, it's just not giving you the payoff that you really desire. And this next clip is from uh, a legend, as you say, Mr. John Legend, and his acknowledgement of failure. The thing is, every successful person you know has failed at what they love to do before. Um, I've been unsuccessful uh, in my career. Uh, you just didn't know about it because I wasn't famous yet, and I was trying to be famous. I was trying to get a record deal for six years, and I kept getting uh, turned down. And any successful person you know, even though it seems like everything just happened for them, uh, it usually was preceded by a bunch of failure, uh, or at least a significant amount. But the great ones aren't the ones that don't fail. They're, they're the ones that learn from their failure, and they keep going, and they're persistent, and they're tenacious. And for me, uh, I was trying to get a record deal for, from 98 to 2004, and I got turned down by every major le record label, including the one I'm signed to now. And for me, that means that even when you hear no, you have to keep going through all those no's until you get to yes. And with learning something new, I think it's the same principle. When I was younger, I didn't really know that you could just get better at things. I think we're so used to the idea that you're talented at something and, and uh, it's sort of fixed, you know? The idea that, oh, he's just a good singer, you know? And even with singing, I've gotten better at singing um, as I've gotten older. I wasn't singing in a way that was sustainable and uh, I wasn't breathing right, I wasn't doing a, a bunch of things correctly. I realized that there was a ceiling um, that I couldn't crack through unless I actually uh, studied and worked under a coach to get better. And uh, this idea that things are just fixed um, is proven not to be the case. You can get better at things, you can grow, and even people that are innately talented still need to go beyond uh, that basic talent that they have and, and cultivate it. Another great source of evidence about this growth mindset that Carol Dweck really has drawn our attention to. I mean, you know, there's another band that was also famous for, for receiving rejection, which was none other than the Beatles, Mark. Mm. And uh, when they got rejected by the record label Decca, this is what they said, we don't like their sound. They have no future in show business, unquote. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Or Albert. Albert Einstein couldn't speak till he was four. Walt Disney got fired from a newspaper. Wait for this. This is what they said. He lacked imagination. You're kidding. <laughs> How great is this? So, I mean, I mean, the reason I think it's important to remind yourself of these stories is just because it didn't come naturally the first time doesn't mean it won't come. So whatever we want to upskill in, whatever we want to grow within, the greatest obstacle is not our talent. The greatest obstacle is to be tenacious like Will Smith and to accept that failure is a legitimate part of learning, uh, as John Legend has told us. This, Mark, I mean, I hope we have laid the, the groundwork here with all of the, the facts about the opportunity of the growth mindset and how we need to reject this fixed mindset. I think there it's so critical to, to really come to terms with that because in a moment later in this show, we will show you how to adopt the growth mindset. But I think we have to pause for a moment and acknowledge 
that it's very tempting to say, oh, I just can't do that. You know, I don't have that kind of skill. You know, how many times do you hear think people saying things like that? Oh, I mean, I, it's not even something that I, I hear from other people. I, I hear it from myself, you know, going back mm-hmm. to last week's show. And uh, I think you said a great phrase, Mike, uh, your, your mind is your, your enemy. What was it? What was your, your turn of phrase? Um, the mischievous the mind. The mischievous mind. Yeah. That for me is a great uh, connection to, to today's show because yeah. if your mindset, again, is, is pretty mischievous and you are in that fixed space where you are willing to, you know, just say, ah, oh, well, it didn't work for me. I'm not going to mm. give it another go then. That's it. Mm. That's, mm. that's mischievous. Mm. You know, that's your, that's your mind pushing against you, isn't it? It is. And when we look around us, what John Legend was kind of pointing at is like, don't forget that you only see people, uh, well-known people, uh, once they have been successful. Mm. So it appears like they're what they call they're an overnight success. And uh, there's a lot of wisdom around this idea of there is no such thing as an overnight success, right? Because you can you can always go into their backstory and find years, if not decades, of dedication to whatever their craft might be. Um, and that is that is the real truth. So we find ourselves, you know, maybe starting well on a on a new mission, an adventure, a new project, a new company, career, whatever. But then the rough seas come and then, you know, sometimes more than more than likely that we will abandon ship and say, no, this is all too much. But what we see from both John Legend, Will Smith, and all the other people that we've mentioned is you've got to like grind it out. You've got to stay the course, be rather stoic about it. But I think what Carol brings as extra is the growth mindset, which is this notion of continuous learning, celebrating uh, those wins in personal growth, always seeking challenge and improvement and just saying, great, it failed. Awesome. What did I learn and what am I going to do next? Right. Mm. It's seeing that potential failure as an opportunity, isn't it? It's, it's Mm -hmm. acknowledging ability and your uh, chance of success or becoming better at something as a, I guess, a product of those challenges, right? You know, similar to if you are training for a race and you pull a muscle, what are you going to do? You're going to learn that you might need to stretch more. You might need to roll. You might need to do something a little bit different. That, you know, turn of your brain's cogs and thinking, okay, well, if this, then that. This happened, so what am I going to learn from it? Rather than saying, ah, oh, you know, I, I pulled a muscle, so I'm never going to run again. All right. That would be the fixed versus my growth mindset, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Look, it's it's really powerful stuff. So I'm I'm can't wait to get into the very practical uh, part of the show where we really break it down and, and show you some of the steps you can take to do it. But when I think about growth, Mark, I want to suggest a notion to you. I think if we want to learn together, if we want to learn out loud here on the Moonshots podcast, that really involves all of you, our listeners, our moonshotters. And Mark, we have a little idea that we want to float past our listeners, don't we? There's there's a certain little something that we'd like to invite them to be part of. We'd like to invite 
you listeners to go and pop along to our, our website, moonshots.io. But here's something a little bit different for those who, who regularly tune in and listen to us. We have a notion and a proposition that we'd like to put to you guys. We'd like, Mike and I, to build and create a platform, an application that's downloadable onto your phone that enables you to interact with shows. You can still listen to the show. You can actually go one step further. You can comment, you can share, you could bookmark, you could see all of those pieces of data that we've mentioned about our shows with transcriptions and episode notes. But you could also take part in communication and dialogue with us. You can vote for future shows and you could even maybe get some training and coaching on some of the key ideas and frameworks that we discuss on the Moonshot Show. However, Mike, is it really up to you and I to go and create things for our listeners? Not really. I I think, you know, we're happy to build this for all of you, our listeners, the official Moonshots app. Absolutely. Um, But we need you guys to tell us if it's a good idea or not. So if you go to moonshots.io, there's a little banner across the top of the page where you can go to the sign-up page for the beta. And I think if we get a certain number of beta testers, we will uh, launch uh, the application to them. I mean, Mark, how many do you think, how many listeners need to raise their hand to get the beta of our Moonshots app? I mean, what's going to get us excited to build this whole thing, produce all that content and, and ship a great Moonshots app to them. It's it's a, do we need like do we need like five or ten or that seems a bit low, doesn't it? It it does, particularly when we think about all of the new listeners tuning in from uh, the four corners of the globe. And just mm. something for our backlog, Mike, we're going to have to figure out translations and different versions of the app for all of our That's different right. listeners. Right. Um, would you say uh, fifty or a hundred, just to keep keep it in a you know, yeah, that that sounds pretty pretty good. I mean, let's let's see if we can make like there's three core features to our app, and let's see if we can establish the need for them. I mean, number one, I think general listening in existing apps to podcasts is really lame. It is particularly hard to go beyond the pressing of play and the pressing of pause. For example, bookmarking of your favorite podcasts, um, striking up comments, thumbs up, sharing like those critical moments that you think, oh my gosh, Mark would love this. I've got to send it to him. Like that stuff ain't easy. Like listening is a very one way rudimentary, I would argue, in all podcast apps. My personal experience is exactly that. It's it's not conducive to having a dialogue and we Mike and I adore when our listeners get in touch, don't we, Mike? When people leave us notes, send us emails and interact with us. So I think this platform, this app kind of, to me, solves that issue by creating a chance to have a more meaningful conversation uh, with our listeners. Indeed. And in fact, we the second feature we want is um, to create uh, this feature where your votes determine the shows that we we do in the future. So think of it a bit like Product Hunt or Reddit where you can vote up uh, particular authors, particular celebrities, famous people, sportsmen, 
um, academics, you can actually vote them up. And the ones that rise to the top, you're telling us that's who you want us to cover. I mean, we've had great suggestions from Terry, uh, Rodriguez, um, Bettina. There's just some of our listeners who constantly send us great suggestions and we're very grateful for that. So that's another thing you can do. Like if you really want to hear us decode and break down a book, just get into the app, sign up, tell us what you want. You can submit your own suggestions. You can vote up others. And then lastly is, you know, there's definitely, for example, um, the, an opportunity to train yourself to kind of get the playbook for being the best version of yourself. So imagine you can go to one destination that will break down growth mindset, how to learn, how to find stillness, um, how to keep your ego in check. Well, this will be the training and coaching section. So three big features in the app, interactive listening, voting for shows and training. It's all there. If you go to moonshots.io, sign up for the beta. And if we get 100 people that sign up, that's a sign to me, Mark, that everyone really wants it. So let us know. Let your uh, mouse clicks do the voting. Let your keyboards do the typing. Tell us if you want the Moonshots app. Head over to moonshots.io, click on the banner at the top, and just tell us your name, your details, and you will be signed up for the beta. Oh, I can't wait. Fingers crossed. I'd love to see it, Mike. So let's see. We've got to go the 100. Got to go the Got to get 100. Let's see if our yeah. listeners agree. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now it's time to get into how we do this growth mindset stuff. How do we embody the best of Carol Dweck? How do we do it like Will Smith and John Legend? So there is no more appropriate person to go to than Carol herself. Let's have a listen to her talking about how we get into the growth mindset. So you, you talked about over, over lunch, we had an interesting discussion with part of the team here about uh, uh, growth mindset, fixed mindset. It's a great simplified way to think of it, yet people can have both and it's more of a spectrum. Talk a little bit more about, about how you can be, be, have both mindsets yes. at the same time. We're all a mixture. Um, it's true that you can have a fixed mindset in one area and a growth mindset in another area. But even, and it's true that it's a spectrum, not a dichotomy, but it's really dynamic, even in a given area. Sometimes you're in a fixed mindset. You think, oh, uh, my abilities are fixed. I have to prove them. I, I have to look smart. I can't show that I'm working too hard. People might not think I'm so smart. And other times, we could be more in a growth mindset. So. What we have to start doing is looking for what triggers the, mm -hmm. because the fixed mindset holds us back, we have to start looking for what triggers it in all of us, even me. Um, what happens when you're facing a big challenge? Uh, do you worry about, well, I'm gonna unmask deficiencies. What happens when there's a setback? Do you think maybe I'm not good at this? What happens when you're receiving criticism do you get angry and defensive? What happens when you see someone who's better at you in what you're good at? Do you feel jealous and resentful, or do you feel inspired? Maybe I can learn from that person. Maybe they can mentor me. Uh, so watch out at these trigger moments. See how you're feeling, and see if you can get yourself into more of a growth mindset. Ooh, pretty, pretty significant. Uh, step there, Mike, isn't it? 
going from how we see and notice when you're in a fixed mindset and when you're in a growth mindset and taking action in order to revert yourself back into uh, the growth mindset if you are indeed stuck within that fixed mindset. Because look, I'm certainly, Mike, in my in my past and even uh, nowadays, often getting myself into that fixed mindset where you just kind of say, well, this is it then. This is all I can do. And that's when that fight or flight really kicks in, isn't it? And what invariably happens is you tend to go into the flight mode. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, what... Uh this is really taking us into, I think, the starting point to actually doing this. Uh, I think what this is doing is showing us the moment where the rubber hits the road. So let's kind of dig into this because I think if you are presented with a moment, a challenge, there's a couple of things that you're tempted to say. I'm no good at this. I give up, Um, you know, it's really hard. I can't make this any better. I just can't do it. Oh, I've made a mistake. How stupid am I? You know, like you can can be very fixed, right? Now, what you can do is when, uh, when there's a trigger, it could be a moment, a problem, a challenge, an email, a call, something unexpected happens. You can say, hey, what am I missing? Hey, I'm not at the destination, but I'm on the right track. What are some of the things, what are some of the models and learnings that I have that could help me grow? Um, Hey, this looks like it's going to take longer than expected. Um, You know, good thing. Now that I've made this mistake, I now know that that's not the right approach. So I can eliminate that from my consideration list. Mm. Right. And if you are presented with a challenge or a failure, you can say, hmm, did I really do my best here? Did I, did I really think about it in the right way? Did I give it enough? Um, hey, and you know what? There is plenty of time left to get it right. I mean, that's when you start moving into the growth mindset. And I think this is our choice on how we perceive things when they happen. The growth mindset is giving you permission to not fall um, to your ego and saying, ah, this is no good. I hate this. But rather the growth mindset is like, all right, okay, didn't work out. What am I missing? I know that um, when I'm encountering challenges and problems, I must be doing the right thing because I'm stretching, I'm exploring. I think this is the beginning of the growth mindset response, the growth mindset journey, don't you? Yeah, I, th- I think the, the there's a wonderful visual that I've seen somewhere where a fixed mindset is kind of like a brick wall and it's set in stone and mm. it it just demonstrates, right, this is the problem, it's hit a wall, that's all I can do. Whereas the growth mindset is a little bit more dynamic, it fluctuates, it gets stronger because of those responses that you've just gone through. You know, mm. the one for me that particularly uh, I really like is, well, that mistakes help me get better. Sure. You know, totally. give it a go, see what happens, test and learn. Um, but also this, this challenge to ourselves of, is it really my best work? You know, you and I have spoken a lot about um, how we prepare to deliver work on the 
on the Moonshot show before about preparation, creating a skeleton, um, a bit of work beforehand in order to guide us as we come back to it the next day. And I think that's a kind of habit, Mike, that we use in order to try and deliver our best work. And I'm, I, I think that's quite a um, interesting approach to challenging ourselves to do that, isn't it? It is, it is. And I think this is the big learning from what uh, we just heard from Carol Dweck is that when challenge on obstacles come, the growth mindset starts with good. Mm. I can grow through this. I am on the right track. I'm not there, right? I'm not going to be of the self-esteem era, but I am thriving through the challenge and through the growth I am striving to continuously learn and I will celebrate even when I feel like a failure. This tells me that I'm doing the right thing. And this sets us up for this next idea from Carol where she's challenging us. She's really going to get on the sharp end of this. So this is one that you really have to tune in. Let's have a listen to Carol Dweck talking about how we should always take the challenge. What are some specific behaviors you can do to get yourself on the road to a growth mindset? Here are some ideas. So first, um, if you have a choice of something safe versus a challenge, take the challenge. If you hit an obstacle, try to interpret it in a growth mindset way. So. What can I learn from this? What can I do next? As I mentioned before, if you see someone who's better than you, go learn from them. Uh, so those are a set of behaviors you can start doing. In addition to, as I also mentioned before, monitoring those fixed mindset triggers. And the thing is that it's a journey that one is always on. It's not ever the case that you've arrived at a full permanent growth mindset. It's something how that you have to um, look at all the time. Because even I hear, so listen to that voice in your head at the trigger points. Because even I hear myself saying sometimes in my head, I was never good at that. Whoa. Was, did I say that? So listen to the, that voice. It's constantly running in your head. And I actually recommend that as a very, very first step. Um, the first few weeks that you embark on this journey, don't push yourself to exhibit any growth mindset characteristics. Just listen to that voice that says, don't try this, you might look foolish. You made a mistake. If people knew that, they wouldn't look at you in the same way. Uh, that person's better than me. I hate them. <laughs> Just whatever that voice is saying in your head, listen to it. And even do it with friends. Discuss it. Or when you see someone doing something that looks effortless, are you thinking, oh, they're just brilliant and talented? Uh, catch yourself thinking that. Or someone who's struggling, um, do you, are you thinking, oh, they're not really good at that? Albert Einstein says, 
I, I'm not that smart. I'm not smarter than other people. And he meant it. He said, I just stick to things longer. That's why people thought he was slow originally. He knew he didn't understand time, space, energy, and so forth. So I would say the very first step is the first few weeks, just listen to that fixed mindset voice. It's there. We all have it. And if you don't hear it, it will rule your behavior. Well, Carol coming out with some pragmatic tips for us, Mike. Uh, don't choose safe. See obstacles as growth opportunities. Learn from those who are better. But remember that you might not land on it and that's it overnight. You know, you got to keep yeah. on working on it. What a good reminder. Yeah. And very uh, uh, connected to Eckhart Tolle's work where he's like, um, look at your ego and how it's creating this voice in your head. Um, you know, as she was saying like, oh, that person is really good at that thing. They're way better than me. Or I don't want to try something new because it will be embarrassing if I fail. That is the ego speaking in your mind, right? That is the ego having its will with you and you can't give in uh, to that. Like, any sort of criticism is not a sign of inadequacy. Rather, you can see that feedback as a vehicle for self-growth, right? You know, setbacks are, are, are not the end of the story where you're like, well, didn't work, all over. No, these are the moments where you push through and, and grow. And it's really important to understand that we can be tempted because of our egos to avoid challenge because it doesn't feel safe. We might do something dumb. We might be exposed, but just be comfortable in the not knowing. Just even first principle here is watch out for that voice that might prevent you from taking on a deeply rewarding uh, challenge or opportunity because you're like, oh no, I don't want to embarrass myself. And we're all guilty of this thinking, aren't we? Oh, 100%. And, you know, for me, I certainly find myself having that fixed mindset when seeing a potential obstacle or or brief or request coming along. And I think, oh, no, this is not my strong suit. This is not something I'm going to naturally land on my feet on. And it is really tempting to therefore to, to, to fly, you know? Yes. And, and that is the voice of my fixed mindset coming through and, and putting a ceiling on that action. And what Carol was talking about is catch yourself in the moment and say, bad mark, yeah. bad mark, don't think like that, right? Because that's the first point. If you're aware that you have that temptation and then you literally can train yourself, okay, that didn't work out. All right, what can we learn from this? How can we do it better? How can we grow through this? It's not the end of the story, is it? No, I find this connection with the ego so fascinating when there's been so many frameworks and, and mindset approaches that we've we've learned on the show that connect back to this this idea isn't it you know you are always working with your ego in mind you know, my, your ego is kind of in the driving seat at least some of the time and this reminder that Carol's giving us in in her book is oh. yep notice it maybe just for the first month, the first few weeks, whatever, just notice it. Don't do anything about it. Just notice it. Come to terms with hearing that voice, hearing mm. and appreciating. Okay, right. It's around. It's saying this. 
that's okay. Because once you hear it, once you appreciate it and are aware of it, then you can go out and, and potentially change you, yourself back to that growth mindset. I think it's so fascinating how ego keeps on coming back. Yeah. The, the relationship with the ego is a, is a great one. So if our listeners are really interested in that, they should head over to the episode we did recently with Ryan Holiday's work, Ego is the Enemy, because what's so fascinating is it is a really, uh, it is the perfect uh, first principle to have on the back of this self-esteem, everyone gets a medal, a movement to go, hang on, you're not nearly as good as you might think you are. And know that this voice in your mind, driven by fight or flight, will be the thing that is the barrier in the first step towards a growth mindset. Once you know that that voice in your head is saying, no, don't do that because that could be really embarrassing, right? You go, hang on a second. Once you are watching the thinker, as Eckhart told, say, once you hear the ego speaking to you, you can say, I choose not to listen to that thought. It's just going to pass me by and I'm going to entertain a growth mindset. I'm going to know that feedback is a great chance for me to grow. Setbacks, as Yako Willing would say, good. And as we heard from John Legend, Will Smith, effort, the grind, that six years it took John Legend before he got the record deal, that's what's making us smarter and better. It is not like this natural God-given gift and you've either got it or you don't. It's what you make of it, isn't it? Yeah, what you make of it and the effort that you put into it. It's kind of like um, the way I like to try and think of myself, Mike, is kind of like an engine. And maybe this is my uh, obsession with diggers when I was a kid. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the idea of fueling the engine in order to to get it moving. And in this case, I think the effort is that fuel, isn't it? You're You're working on trying to change that mindset in order to make yourself smarter and better. And that's the kind of fuel that keeps you, keeps you learning, keeps you growing. I mean, what a, what a, uh, bizarre analogy I've tried to make there. <laughs> Maybe that's my 13 year old coming through. <laughs> but that's what really, what really matters is that you can digest and relate to this however you want. First rule number one, know that the ego will force you towards a fixed mindset choose for a growth mindset. And that starts with embracing challenge, embracing adversity, and that will set you on your way. But it's not only us seasoned career guys and gals who know this truth. There's also uh, some really amazing stories of uh, kids and students embracing the growth mindset. And we're going to wrap the show up with listening to Carol Dweck sharing with us a little note that she received about the growth mindset from a 13-year-old. Last year, I got a letter from a 13-year-old boy. He said, Dear Professor Dweck, I read your book already. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that it was based on sound scientific research. <laughs> That's why I decided to test out your growth mindset principles in three areas of my life. As a result, I'm earning higher grades. I have a better relationship with my parents. 
I have a better relationship with the other kids at school. I realize I've wasted most of my life. <laughs> Let's not waste any more lives, because the more we know that basic human abilities can be grown, the more it becomes a basic human right for kids, all kids, all adults, to live in environments that create that growth. Mm, what a wonderful little outro clip from mm. Carol and one of her fans, a 13-year-old writing to her to say, I've wasted my life. I think it's a pretty powerful image for us, Mike. You know, the power of, of Carol's book, Mindset to inspire and and encourage us to change how we react to things. I think that's a, a really good call to action there. Mm, mm. I think that the uh, the the frame here is that the unlock for us is if we choose for growth. Uh, you can you'll still face hardship and challenge, but you will do so in the search of personal growth personal improvement, and if you cumulatively, like Will Smith on the treadmill, if you just keep going, you'll get these amazing compound results, won't you? Yep. You'll keep on keep on getting better and you'll stay ahead of your, um, not only your, your competitors, so to speak, um, as Will Smith might be thinking, but actually more importantly, ahead of yourself, ahead of your mm. fixed mindset which is the mm. reason why a lot of us find ourselves limited by a ceiling or an approach or a reaction to occasions that are pretty uncomfortable, right? Yeah. And just, it's funny how, I mean, a question for you is how many other people have we studied on the show that you can see in this thinking? Like who comes to mind for you uh, as being people who are totally of this mindset. We, we've definitely discussed Tom Brady already. He was such a good visual, um, uh, sorry, a, a relevant demonstration of somebody who keeps on the top of their game. He keeps on pushing himself both physically as well as mentally. And, you know, he is one of the greatest of all times. Mm. I think we also found that with uh, even Lady Gaga, you know, yeah. in the music space, Again, somebody who uh, wasn't finding it straight away, a success straight away, kept on pushing, kept on giving it a go. And that is a great demonstration of, of her growth mindset, keeping her, much like John Legend, moving in that space. I think, you know, Joe Rogan touched on it. Obviously, Ryan Holiday, episode uh, 112, Ego is the Enemy, really, really touches on this uh, concept of ego and mindset as well. Um, I think, to be honest, even in our Timeless Classics series, Stephen Covey, he touched on the idea of, of habits and how to be effective. And I'd argue that those first three habits were really all around reflecting on ourselves. And I'd say that this is a perfect connection or bridge between his work as well as Carol's. The mindset is a shared concept between the two of them. And they're both encouraging us to be aware of our mindsets and remember that we are ultimately in control of them if we choose to be. I think that's the main lesson yeah. for me, Mike, that I've really got out of a lot of these shows around mindset. 
we're in control if we choose to be. Yes. And sometimes maybe, maybe many of us don't even know that choice exists, but once we're aware of the choice, you know, what we've done in the second half of the show is really pushed into, okay, here's what you got to do. Once you've made that, you've got to say, great, what am I missing? I'm on the right track. I'm not there yet. You know, Uh, like how can I use everything I've learned? I can always keep improving. You know, mistakes are a great chance for growth. Like these are the ways we need to respond in the moment, right? Yep. In the moment, notice it, notice how you're going to react and choose to go and uh, react in that positive growth mindset approach. Mm. Mm. Starting today. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take a, a, a bet that apart from knowing that there is a choice in mindset, which is so very powerful, I think for you today, my guess is going to be that it's the the fixed mindset is born of the ego. I think that's the greatest revelation for you today. Yep, for me, it's the the connection between fixed and ego being the the glass ceiling that mm. you can either choose to look through and think, yep, okay, well, the glass ceiling's there. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it where it is. Mm. Or you choose to go and try and burst through it. I think that's, mm. that's for me, you've hit the nail on the head, Mike. That's the, the most powerful concept for me. What about you? I, I think defining your success and satisfaction in the day is being growing and improving. Mm. That that to me has it's been a very good reminder in that. Yeah, very, very, very good. Well, Mark, I, I think we get to this moment where I just say thank you. Thank you for helping me know that there is this choice. Thank you to you uh, for breaking down some of the steps that we can take together. It was pretty good, wasn't it? That was great, very revealing, and I'd say a perfect uh, closer of the Timeless Classic series. And Mike, mm. just to give our our listeners a little bit of a tease, um, we're actually going to be launching into a couple of episodes that our listeners themselves have recommended to us, including from Mr. Terry Bean, a couple of uh, books on Dan Millman, which I think is going to be really, really good, as yeah. well as a recommendation from Rodrigo. So I can't wait Ooh. to get into those. Sounds good. And uh, if you want anything uh, around this show, previous shows, future shows, anything at all, head over to moonshots.io and you will find a world of moonshotting happening right there on the interwebs. Mark, thank you to you for coming on this journey with me. And thank you to you, our listeners, all you moonshotters, all of you who are trying to be the best version of yourselves. Thank you for joining us on this journey into Caldwell, where we learned it out loud. And it was all about mindset. Mindset, is it fixed or is it a growth mindset? And here's the great news, everyone. Everyone has the choice to grow and fulfill their potential. Just like Will Smith, we know, we have learned, we have studied that skills and success can be developed. They are not fixed They are truly born of growth. And another thing that is growth is failure. And we heard that from six years searching for a record deal from John Lennon himself. So you, our moonshotters, you have this choice. You have this opportunity to choose for growth. And you can see setbacks, our ideal opportunities from growth. Feedback is your chance to grow and to improve too. And listen to Carol when she says, when there is a choice, you always take the challenge. And if you do that, 
you'll be in a position where you are no longer wasting this beautiful life that you indeed have. So go out there and define your growth, define your success through the act of continuous improvement. See a world of abundance, see an opportunity to grow, to learn and to improve. And without a doubt, you will be the very best version of yourself using this thinking from Carol Dweck. All right, everybody, that's it for the Moonshots podcast. That's a wrap.